tuned in to The Catholic Avengers with Jeff Kassab and Pilaris Haki, brought to you by the Eastern Catholic Reevangelization Center. Okay, welcome to our second episode of the Genesis 4-9 Men's Group Podcast, now called The Catholic Avengers. I am Pilaris Shaki, and this is my co-host, Jeff Kassab. Jeff, how you doing today, bud? Hey, Pilar, what's going on? You know, I haven't seen you in a month and a month and a half, and you got a beard going on, and I don't know, you've changed. You've lost a couple of hairs on top. I don't know, man. What's I've, up? I've, I've, I've replaced the hairs on top of the, with the hair on my face and in my nose. <laughs> At least you're <laughs> able to replace them. I, I can't. I'm so I'm so sick of not seeing you in person. I can't take it anymore. I miss you, man. <laughs> I, I I miss you too, but I miss your kids more. So I, I'm not gonna lie. This is something I hear every day from my friends, family, and most hurts yeah. my wife. That, that, was, that one hurts me the most. At least I got to chat with them on, on Messenger the other day. Yeah, I know. I, got, <laughs> I, saw, I saw Benjamin stole my iPad and started texting random people, which was fantastic. <laughs> I'm just glad it was you and not my boss. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. Hey, so what so, is this, what's this Catholic Avengers? We came up with this name, man. So we all, you know what, as men, I think all of us grew up having some type of, of favorite superhero, right? Hopefully it's Marvels and not DC. But you know what, if it's DC Comics, whatever, hey, just, we can deal with that, you know. But half of our listeners, at least yeah. half of our listeners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, all of us have a favorite Marvels um, uh, uh, superhero, and uh, a lot of our guests we're going to be having on, we're going to associate them with one of the one of the Avengers. And um, really, but Catholic Avengers really stands for, you know, we're men trying to avenge our faith back, you know, and, and try to get it back from the secular world and um, lead men to Jesus Christ and ultimately lead them to heaven. And so, Jeff, you know, we've, we've known each other a long time and I pretty much ever since I've known you, I've known you as the Hulk. <laughs> not, not because of your fascinating wardrobe full of purple pants. Yeah, yeah. Mainly because um, my we, temper. We don't like you when you're angry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't like you when I'm angry either, and that, that's the whole part of of being the Hulk. You know, being David Banner. So you know, um, and you know, and for those of you that you know, I mean, like I said, we've known each other for a long time, and Pilar has a couple names. Uh, you know, we know him as Iron Man. But those of us that really know him, we know him as Jarvis. <laughs> so, you know, it depends what day it is and what he's talking about. You can most of the time we call him Jarvis. So, but, so the, Jar the Jarvis thing really is a function of me not being really good in responding to my friends with uh, with color or detail. So you get a lot of one word responses. Um, <laughs> That's when you're Jarvis. I get the job done. I get the yeah. job done. And I might yeah. I might be artificial intelligence. I might not actually even be here. That's for you guys to figure out on your own as you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm effective, damn it. That's all that matters. <laughs> so we do have the, uh, some of the other main guys. Uh, Joe Stefan is, um, is Thor, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Even before we called him Thor, he's got the Thor hammer at his desk at work. We didn't even know that. They and we just happened to start calling him Thor. The people who work for him are, are petrified of the guy. It's, it's a very scary situation if you work for Joe. <laughs> got, got, the, got the Thor hammer going at all times. De Delone is Captain America. Captain America, yeah. And, and you know, if you get to know Delone, you'll know why he's Captain America. He loves America. Yeah, he, he does. <laughs> he is well, we have Somer. You know, he's kind of the little smaller guy. And, you know, he doesn't have really that many superpowers, but he's Spider-Man. 
you know, and, and he just, he gets pushed around a little bit, and, but he gets the job done. When you need him, he gets the job done. He's the most agile among us. He can, <laughs> that, that's exactly what Spider-Man is, you know? Exactly. Oh yeah. You can't hold him down, man. Um, oh, man. So Jeff, so Jeff, uh, today, you know, obviously there's a lot going on in the world, man. There's a, uh, this is, this is different times we're all living yeah. And yeah. for all those folks who are listening to our podcast, you know, I think, what do we do? Week five of this shutdown of this quarantine, this might be week six, actually. I don't know. But um, it's getting old. Uh, but we want to try and have a conversation today about the spiritual aspect of what's going on in all of us during all of this. Where is God in all of this? How has this impacted our spiritual life, our relationship with God, our relationship with uh, our families and our faith? Yeah. Um, but before we jump into all that, we like to start every one of these podcasts after we're done BSing about superheroes uh, with, a, with a quote from a man, from a famous spiritual Catholic uh, yeah. patron of ours. So go um, ahead. Uh, Jarvis, before we uh, get into the oh. quotes, um, <laughs> see, today he's Jarvis. It just, it just comes out naturally. I know what days to call him Jarvis and Iron Man. So um, I, either you... You have some news to tell us, man. I mean, you know, you 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 kept this from us, and you have a couple of things to tell us. You you got a new house. You moved into a bigger house. We, we did, yes. We moved. We were it was very much blessed. needed. We were very blessed to get into a house that fit uh, that fit our our growing, ever growing family. Um, yeah, so very, and we got some more good news. Yes, I um I finally saved some uh, money on my car insurance by switching to Geico. I am so excited. <laughs> <laughs> uh, You're gonna no, need that. Awesome. You're gonna need that extra money for Geico for the new kid coming. <laughs> maybe, maybe the Hulk. The Hulk ruined it for me. Baby number ten will be here in November, man. Yeah, thank you so wow, much. Wow, man, that's amazing, brother. Congratulations. On your beautiful, growing family, man. That's so awesome. Very blessed. We're very grateful. We couldn't be happier with, uh, with uh, you know, the family gods continue to bless us. For some reason, he thought I was I was responsible enough to take care of ten kids. That's how <laughs> that's how you know that God is good when and yeah. God can do anything with anybody. Is, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he gave me a woman not only to put up with me but to let me have ten kids with her. That's amazing. You guys are a great, uh, amazing role models for people to look up to, man. That's great. Uh, thanks, brother. So, so that's a good segue into the quote, I think. Yes. Yeah, so listen, this quote is beautiful. This quote is by Paul Benedict XVI. And he says this. He says, the world offers you comfort, but you were not made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Paul Benedict XVI. What an amazing wow. quote, right? Mike, Mike I mean, drops. He's telling us there's so much in that quote that he's just, listen, man, you're, you're made for more than this. You're, every time you think you're comfortable, get out of that comfort zone and shoot for greatness, shoot for sainthood, shoot for heaven, man. The world offers you comfort, but you were not made for comfort. You were made for grace. You were not made for what the world has to offer you. And we, for suffering. we get that. We get tested every day with that comfort. Yeah. Oh man, what a beautiful quote. And we just, you know, me and a couple of the other Avengers, uh, not named the Hulk, we just wrapped up um, a, like a, a fast, uh, that Exodus 90. It's awesome. If you guys listen to this podcast, you're looking for a way to grow in your spiritual life. Um, it's something that I would highly recommend. But um, one of the things that it really forces is you to realize how many comforts we really rely on in our lives. And uh, yeah. the challenge of stepping away from some of those things, at first, I was petrified. 
Um, but as, as we, you know, went on, uh, with the, with this fast, I saw the fruits of it. It made me a stronger man. Uh, it, it, it made me a stronger Catholic. And, um, I, now that that, so we just wrapped that up uh, on Easter and, uh, I kind of miss it in a weird way. Really? There's, there's certain things, there's certain, like the cold showers. I don't miss it. I'm, I'm kind of over it. Right. But we, you know, part of it is a fast from like social media and the internet and your phone. And the amount of time that freed up for me uh, was unreal. You know, we're all walking around wow. so crazy. But anyway, it goes back to this quote, the world offers you comfort. It's, it's what you think you want and you think you need, but you weren't made for that. You were made for something yeah. So I, I don't want people to think I just wimped out of Exodus 90. I mean, you know, I do have an excuse. I was in Australia for two weeks and it was a little tough to do this, you know, so... I mean, Pilar just threw me under the table, but you know, I, I am going to, I wasn't prepared for it, but a God willing, I am going to do the Exodus 90 coming up soon again. I'm trying, I want it for our audience. I want the Hulk to come out one time. So I'm going to poke a bunch today. Hulk, I'm going to poke <laughs> you a bunch. I apologize. All right, man. Let's, let's, let's see if I can uh, hold my temper. So let's see. So what are we talking about today, man? We're, we where's are. God? Where, where is God right now, Pilar? You know, this is, I think this is the question that all of us Catholics, Christians in general are asking, where's God right now in all of this, right? And, and yeah. we can look back and, I mean, we can look back in, in the Old Testament and, and, and the Jewish people and all have asked numerous times, where's God in all this? Where's God in, in our suffering? Where's God in, in, in our abandonment, you know, I think that's the topic of, of today's podcast is where is God right now? And we're living in strange times. And, you know, the interesting thing is, as if you really think about it, and you mentioned the Old Testament and, it, you know, challenges like this are riddled throughout history. But our generation, and I speak for myself, Jeff, you're 100 years older than me. But yeah, our yeah. <laughs> my, come on, Hulk, you're going to come out this, this, this episode. Yeah. But Let, me our, take our sip. Let me take a sip of something to calm me down. <laughs> But we have never been, you know, we've never had a challenge like this that pulled us. You talk about comfort, you know, the Pope Benedict the uh, Sixteenth, his his, uh, his quote, the comfort. We've lived a very comfortable life, right? Yeah. And yeah. now we are faced with a challenge that we've never had anything close to come uh, come from before. And we uh, we're forced to step out of our comfort zone and, and and try and embrace this change. And what does that mean in our lives? And what does that mean for our spiritual life? And you do ask the question: Where is God in all this? Where is God when you can't attend mass? You can't receive the Eucharist. You can't even go to church. You can't go to adoration. I mean, uh, the sacraments are not readily available for us. You know, confession is, you know, if you're lucky, you can get into confession by appointment or maybe the drive-through confessions that we've been trying. But, you know, it's, it's uh, then you, that's when you ask the question is, you know, where is God in all this? You know, so let, me, let me, let me ask you a question about that then, Jeff. So, you know, as we talked about before, you're the, of the duo here, you're the, you're the guy who's got all the study in the scripture, the theologian of the group, right? Yeah. And then I just, you know, I like to just speak from the heart. I like to just talk. I'm yeah. the, this is, this is the anti-Jarvis coming out. <laughs> but, uh, I, my thing on all of this is I, in some ways can see God playing a, 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 a huge role in all of this. Mm-hmm. And one that says, you know what? Um, I'm, and I don't, I don't think God is punishing people. I don't think he's forcing us into our corners and testing us. I think God is allowing us to 
really, in some way, shape, or form, uh, he's allowing this challenge to really strengthen us. And and also, in a way, uh, what I'm feeling uh, almost more than anything is a real appreciation for what we had. Yeah. You know, this, how much now I appreciate the sacraments, how much more now I appreciate the physical location of the church that uh, the, the peace that adoration gives me. I used to take, I used to take it for granted. Oh, I'm having a rough day. Let me just go to adoration. Yeah. Oh, I can't do that now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I see God working in a couple of ways here. Um, and I do think there's a lot of this that is, you know, from the, from the evil side of the spectrum too. I think, you know, Satan's kind of laughing with the light and, and sure. how he, he has separated us all. He's kept yeah. us out of the churches. I mean, what do you think about that? Yeah. You know, um, all, all good and valid points, Pilar. Um, where is God in all this? I mean, um, I, again, I don't think he's punishing people. I, I just don't think that's, you know, God. Yes, God is righteous and, and, and God deserve God wants justice, but I don't think he's doing it. This is not the way that he's going to go about to do it. But what I, I do see the couple of different aspects of this is that I see people. I mean, if you do, if you go do some Google searches, you know how many people that like I, uh, some of the websites that are uh, prayer-based websites and, and scripture-based websites, their views and their hits have gone up drastically. Yeah. People reading scripture more, people praying more, people uh, t- t- turning to certain devotions, people praying more to saints. I mean, people's devotion ha- has really grown through all of this. So, in a way, it could be a wake-up call from God. Hey, you guys, listen, it's time to search for me, man. You know, it's time to find me. And, you know, I don't know, I don't know if you're familiar with St. John of the Cross, but St. John of the Cross talks about something called like, the, and this is just not for everybody, but it's called the dark night of the soul. When, when you feel like God has really abandoned you, but he hasn't, but what he's really doing in a, in a spiritual way is he's bringing you closer to him through this feeling of abandonment. Yeah. So, and I think this is what's happening. It's kind of a dark night for the soul, for the world. Yeah. Like, like you know, like he's you feel abandoned, but in a spiritual way, I think he's bringing us closer to him. And people are telling me all the time. I've, I've been doing debates on Facebook with people that, oh, we need the sacrament. We need to open up the church. People are going to stop coming. On the contrary, I think when the church opens up, it's going to be over flooded with people. People that we've never seen are going to come to mass and either, even if they come one time, but they're going to come, Jesus is going to move their heart and hopefully they'll have a conversion. A lot of people will have a conversion. The faithful people will become more faithful. The non-faithful people will become faithful. You talk about the dark night of the soul. Got to be careful. You're you're, you're uh, venturing into DC comic territory there with that dark night stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know the Hulk. Yeah, I'm a little yeah. I'm a little I, yeah, I'm um, very. I'm going to be very careful on that. That part of it. <laughs> but no, it actually is. It is actually is beautiful, and I can relate to what you're talking about there. I never heard that before, but I can totally relate to it. And I think you know, God as 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 Jesus is, as as a, as a disciples watched him be crucified, and all their hopes be dashed in that moment on Good Friday. They they couldn't fathom what good could come out of that. And they were crushed. And, 
God always finds a way to bring glory out of those hard, dark times. And I think we're living kind of an elongated Good Friday. I yes. really have a sense of hope and I get it from, from, from looking back on Good Friday. And I say, I'm feeling 1% of what, you know, St. John of the Cross must have been feeling that day. Yeah. And, uh, and the glory that he received in the resurrection, right? Yeah. So when, when I talk about St. John of the Cross, I'm talking about a, a later saint about a 1,500 years later. Not, oh, not, 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 yeah, yeah, not, not, uh, not the, the Apostle John that was under the cross. But even though you're making valid points, but we, we're talking about two different Johns. Yes. Yeah, I'm talking about the Apostle that Jesus loved the yeah, most. Yeah, <laughs> So, you know, so you're right. So the, the, I mean, imagine you're with Jesus for three years and he makes all these promises about heaven, about the kingdom, about all these things. And then all of a sudden, Good Friday, everything this man said, you just, it's gone. Yeah. He, like, he's gone. Like, you know, and, and honestly, I, I, I know spiritually he's there and through prayer and me keeping focus on scripture, I feel him there. But I say to myself, he's gone. Gone. He's receive gone. him in the sacrament. I can't receive the Eucharist, man. And, and do you think maybe, do you think maybe, and I can tell you I did, right? I got comfortable in my routine of my faith. Church on Sunday, go to daily mass a couple times, go to adoration, say my rosary in the, in the car when I'm not, you know, barely paying attention. You get comfortable, you get in the routine. And in one foul swoop, all of it's upended. Man, what a, and, and, and I'm looking at it from my own spiritual existence and I'm, it's like a spiritual fast. I'm, I'm dying for it. I, can't, yeah. I want it so bad now. And that's the, that's, what's giving me the hope that God's going to bring so much good out of all of this. You talked about the, the, the spike in people looking at these devotionals and things like that online. Yes. And, and if you think about it, people have relied, we've lived in such a comfortable time where people started to feel like they're their own God. They rely on themselves, their job, their status, their money. And all of that's being ripped away from people. And what else do you have? And if, cause if, and you, what people are realizing, if you don't have God in that moment, you have nothing. Yeah. I think that is the, that's going to be the, the pinnacle of what people are going to, what the good's going to come out yeah. of. You know, what put, what puts this in perspective for me is that um, everything that's so much technology, so much money, the stock market, so many things in this world that God can take it away in a split second. Oh yeah. And we're, so, you know, now I think we should ask ourselves, my brothers and, and my sisters that listen to the podcast, what is our focus now from here on, right? Yes, we need to work and we need to make a living and you know, we need to do all that stuff. But where's my central focus after all this? Some stupid little virus that cannot even be seen with the human eye takes away jobs, careers, finances. Everything's closed. Our lives have changed. Our focus should be on God instead of the world. I think that's, for me, that's what I'm taking out of this whole thing. And, and, and for me, I think the thing that's keeping me going, the thing that's keeping me positive is I have been so blessed that God's opened my eyes in, in my recent past to understand that I need to rely on him, yeah. not all these other things. Because out of all of this, even though 
I can't go to the church and receive Jesus in the Eucharist and, and have the sacraments. I still, I, my life did not depend on my bank account. It didn't depend on my status. It didn't depend on those superficial things that are gone in a second. I mean, Jeff, on one, in one week, I mean, five weeks ago, I was, I was at the pinnacle of, of my career. Everything was, I, you know, we knew the baby was coming. I was on top of the world. And a week later, I should have been clinically depressed, right? Oh, and yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't great. I mean, I lost a lot really fast, but I was able to stay positive and optimistic because at the end of the day, I've been blessed by Jesus himself has pulled me in and showed me, listen, I'm, I'm who to lean on. I'm, gonna, I'm a rock. I'm here. I'm never going anywhere. Amen. Thank God we have that, man. And I, yeah, and I, yeah. I, I, I get scared about thinking how I would have been five, if this would happen to me five years ago before I knew that. Yeah, yeah. Yo, you would have been, you would have been clinically depressed. You would have, uh, you would have been lost. And and I think a lot of people are lost right now because um, they they didn't have the faith that some other people have in Jesus Christ. And uh, you know, without it, I mean, you know, for, for me, like, I mean, you know, my faith. Thankfully, my faith is strong, and I'm I'm continuing on. I mean, to me, yes, I miss the sacraments. Yes, I miss deeply, deeply. Miss the Eucharist. I miss adoration so much, um, and uh, but you know what? I I know that that through all of this, that um, that that uh, God will bring us through this whole thing. So you talked a little bit earlier, uh, Pilar, about the disciples. So let's look at this little scenario real quick. Like when Jesus resurrected, right between his resurrection and his ascension, the disciples were in the upper room with Mary Magdalene, and you know. Like they're wait, they don't know what to do. They're out of fear from the Jews because they heard they're going to kill them. They don't know what to do. What does Jesus do? He walks. He, he walks through the wall. The doors of the room are closed, and he just appears. Man, he yeah. appears on his own time, yeah. and the disciples are like, "Wow, you know, like uh, Jesus, like where'd you come from? You said earlier the road to Emmaus." Two disciples are walking. All of a sudden, bam, Jesus pops up. Hey, where'd this guy come from? Then he, dis- <laughs> then he disappears. Well, with what's, what strikes me about the road to Emmaus that I always sound so fascinating about that story. And, and, the, and the, uh, there's, no, there's no real description of it um, about what happens other than he's there. And the second they realize it's him in it's the gone. breaking of the bed, he's gone. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, and, then, and then they're overjoyed. Even though he's gone, they're overjoyed. They run back to Jerusalem. They talk to, you know, they let yeah. all the apostles know what happened. So what do um, they do? do uh, he's gone. Do they stop evangelizing? Do they stop the faith? No. They continued. Overjoyed. They yeah. went to the ends of the earth and they preached the gospel. And regardless of the churches are open, the churches are closed, our job is to still preach the gospel and evangelize to the world, even in these difficult and dark moments that well, we are facing right now. You bring up a really good point. And I, I remember talking to one of my good friends uh, right when this was all going down. And I looked at him and I said, you know, what an opportunity to evangelize without ever having to say a word. Because if we can maintain our strength and our faith and, our, uh, and, the, and the joy that comes with being in love with Jesus during a time like this where the rest of the world looks to be falling apart and in misery, People are going to want to know how. Yeah. I mean, we don't have to say a word. All I got to do is live joyfully and people will say, what does that guy have? So 
an amazing, I have looked at this as an amazing opportunity to evangelize, even though I'm stuck in these four yeah. walls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, that's so true. Um, I'm, we're, we're going to look back at this uh, years from now, and we're going to say, how did we get through this? And you know what our answer is going to be? Jesus. Jesus. That's how we got through it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think it's important, and you mentioned this earlier, that our faith is not in a building. Our faith is not in pictures. Our faith is not in, in you know, in, in all these things that surround us. Our faith is in Jesus Christ, who was resurrected. He's alive. The word of God, it's a living gospel. The, word in, the words in the gospel are alive. They speak to us in difficult moments. And I think these are some of the best times that we can all as men turn to the gospel and, and, and look, at, look at times where um, the disciples were you know, distraught. The disciples were lost. The disciples were, didn't know what to do. And, and Jesus always had an answer for them. You know, he always has the answer for us. And I and you talk about our faith not being in a in the church or in the you know only in the sacraments. I am not, I mean, I will admit during this whole time, I have one of the biggest realizations I have had is how much my spiritual life depended on the physical part of our faith. Yeah. Going to the physical church, yeah. receiving, receiving the physical presence of Jesus in the Eucharist, yeah. receiving that physical blessing from the priest in confession, and and um, you we and we need those, Pilar. Don't don't miss. I mean, I don't want the listeners to misunderstand us that oh, our faith is not. We we need that building. We need a place to go and worship, and we will get that back eventually. But our faith should not be put in that building. No, it's been a, it's been, it's going to be one of the biggest positive things that come out of this for me is that as important all those things are, they don't define my, they can't define my faith. I right? amen to that. Yeah, you're right. So true. And my, my faith is, you know, the, the Eucharist is the, so we talked about on our last podcast is the source yeah. of our faith, right? Sure. But it's, it doesn't say that the Eucharist is the only part of our faith. Yeah, no, <laughs> it is the central part of our faith is what gives us strength and helps us to move on and gives us the, 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 the spiritual um, blessings that we need to move, you know, in our lives. But there's so much more to our faith than that. And, you know, we have even, such a deep, rich faith. And, and, and God bless, uh, you know, you for coming into my life and showing me how valuable and beautiful the scriptures have been yeah. um, in your non-Hulk moments when you're not screaming and yelling at me. <laughs> when you're actually teaching me and showing me how, how, how beautiful God is in scripture. I was through all this in the beginning of this, and I was talking to a couple of guys, uh, and we were, we were talking about, you know, different scripture readings that we could relate to, and somebody brought up the book of Job. So I started reading Job. Yeah. And, which, you know, you could very much relate to in these times. Oh, yeah. Who, who, Poor guy. Very faithful man who is on top of the world and then instantly loses everything. Yeah. Is tempted to blame God in those ways. So I'm reading Job, and you, you mentioned earlier, and I wanted to bring this up, and you made me think of it, uh, how God will speak to us in the scriptures. And I got, to, I got to Job chapter 37, verse 7, and I laughed so hard. I mean, the book, it, it's kind of hard to read. You're like, man, this guy can't catch a break, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I laughed so hard. Here's Job 37, verse 7. It says, and it's talking about God. It uh, says, he shuts up all humankind indoors so that all people may know his work. Oh, my God. <laughs> when I wrote that, Jeff, 
I laughed for five minutes straight. Oh, my God. But you talk about God slapping you in the face with one verse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, scripture is the key to everything. And then the more you read it, the more you'll fall in love with it. The more you'll fall in love with God, the more you'll fall in love with the Trinity, the more you'll have a relationship with Jesus Christ. But you got to open the book. You got to open the book. You got to read it. It's so important. The, the one thing, the last thing I want to touch on before we drop off for the for our, for our podcast here um, and leave our, our listeners hanging high and dry without you going crazy on me at least once off <laughs> is you, you brought up something beautiful as we were prepping up for this that I never thought about. And you talked about how, because this whole topic has been, where is God in all of this? You mm-hmm. talked about how on the cross, even Jesus himself, the, you know, the, the second part of the Trinity asked God, why have you abandoned me? Yeah. Yeah. I never, I never, I mean, I always, you read that and it's kind of one of those things you read and you're like, okay, that's, that's deep. But you never, I never broke it down, especially feeling the way I'm feeling now. Even yeah. God himself and Jesus. Yeah. yeah. human nature, he broke down. He's, you know, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Yeah. And you know what? We can relate to that. And, and there's nothing wrong sometimes with us asking, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Yeah. And in the end of the cross, what happens? The resurrection comes. Oh, he never really abandons comes. us, man. Yep. Before okay. before we do sign off, Pilar, I do want to give a big thanks to Bishop Francis, to our clergy, and um, to ECRC, to all these, um, John Francis, uh, Fadia, Atisha, all these people that are working so hard to bring us Jesus Christ in so many different ways. Amen. Uh, Bishop Francis is really doing a, a phenomenal job. And all of our clergy are working hard to bring us Jesus in any way they can. So I really want to do give a big shout out to them um, on this podcast. I will, I will, uh, I will concur with that a thousand percent. I, I can't believe how blessed we are as a Chaldean community yeah. to have the leadership and the people that make all of this happen for us every day. We are so lucky. So I mean, blessed. We're so with, blessed. With, with the limited resources we have and limited number of people that we are, I mean, I would put up us against any diocese in the country in terms of their reaction to this and how they've continued to bring the, the sacraments to people the best they can. It's been amazing. Yeah. Been, we're so yeah. blessed. To have Great. This. I want to tell all of our uh, podcast listeners to please uh, spread this podcast, you know, uh, subscribe to it, rate it, um, leave a comment, because the more you rate us, um, the more exposure we get. And my brothers in Christ, all we're trying to do is just spread Jesus to all of our brothers in Christ. That's really all we're doing here. So, so Jeff, am I going to have to call you fat or something to get you to go real crazy on me? Because I don't know if I can go there. Well, the last, <laughs> the last person that called me fat, I haven't heard from him in 10 years. So it's up to you, uh, Jarvis. You know what? Let's leave that for another episode. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I have put on a few pounds, though, this past month. I'm not going to lie. I don't know, man. I don't, you're down all in. You've got to be down with 50, 60 pounds since I'm, I met you. I'm down about 50 pounds total, though, yeah. I think, I think I'm up about 70 since we met. <laughs> I'm about, about 20 since the start of this. Oh, my gosh. Well, well hey, this is uh, literally wrapping up on the second uh, second episode of the podcast here. And just want to thank everybody for tuning in again. Again, like and share and subscribe as much as you can. And as always, please remember, you are your brother's keeper. Amen. Jeff, Kassab, thank you for joining me. Until next time. 
You've been listening to an ECRC Martoma Productions podcast. To learn more about ECRC and our programs, visit us at ecrc.us.